Perea, the Cosby is more or less unchanged, but the Nikkei 225 also climbing steadily. It's up about 0.2%. Looks like the Hang Seng, though, is going to open unchanged in an hour's time. And in the commodities markets, Brent crude oil uh, right now is trading at $64.59 a barrel. Gold is at $1,556 an ounce. And in the currency markets, the Japanese yen a little bit firmer this morning. It's at uh, 109.9 against the US. Dollar. Thank you very much for listening this morning. Back chats coming up after the 8.30 news with Hugh Chiverton and Rachel Cartland this morning. The weather forecast just before that. Mainly cloudy, one or two light rain patches at first. Coastal mist in the morning and at night and maximum temperature of about 22 degrees. It is going to be warm and humid in the next couple of days but then become cool appreciably with more frequent rain on the second day of the Lunar New Year. Temperature right now, it's 19 degrees, 87% relative humidity. It's 8.31 with the news updates. Here's Samantha Butler. An American man has been diagnosed with the Wuhan virus, making the United States the fifth country to report an infection. The man in his 30s had returned from a trip to central China. He's said to be in a good condition. As well as the US and mainland China, the virus has been reported in Thailand, Japan, South Korea and Taiwan. Six people have died and there are over 300 confirmed cases. The president of the Hong Kong Public Doctors Association expressed concern about infections among medical staff. Aracena Ma says more information is needed about how these infections occurred. She also said there was no specific treatment yet for the new virus. If you got the normal flu, you will get the flu virus identified in the normal test. But for the Wuhan, the new coronavirus, definitely you will not get the virus identified through the normal panel of rapid tests. For the influenza, they are respond to the drugs we have, the Tamiflu. But for the coronavirus, at this moment, they are not responded very well to particular antiviral drugs. The chief executive, Carrie Lam, has expressed shock and sadness over the deaths of three customs officers in a boat accident near Sha Chow. Alex Price reports. The government says the customs vessel with five crew on board was conducting a patrol in the waters near the airport around 9pm last night when the boat capsized. The first rescue ship from the fire services department arrived half an hour later. A spokesman said two divers found two men and a woman trapped inside the boat. They were later certified dead on arrival at hospital. Two others were rescued with minor injuries. All the crew were wearing their life vests. The cause of the incident is under investigation. Republicans and Democrats in the U.S. Senate are arguing over how to proceed with the impeachment trial of Donald Trump as the hearing gets underway. Two amendments calling for more evidence from the White House and the State Department on the Trump administration's contact with Ukraine have been rejected along party lines. The chamber is currently debating whether documents from the White House Budget Office, the OMB, should be considered. One of the prosecutors, Jason Crow, said Mr. Trump had intentionally blocked their release. We are not speculating about the existence of these documents. We are not guessing what the documents might show. During the course of the investigation in the House, witnesses who testified before the committees identified multiple documents directly relevant to the impeachment inquiry that OMB continues to hold to this day. We know these documents exist, and we know that the only reason we do not have them is because the President directed OMB not to produce them. You're listening to the news on RTHK.
Good morning. Welcome to Back Chat. I'm Hugh Chiverton, your co-host today, Rachel Cartland. Rachel, good morning to you. Good morning, Hugh. So how would a commission of inquiry work? Last week, the Bar Association published a research paper that proposes establishing a commission of inquiry, a COI, into the social unrest. With suggestions on things like terms of reference and membership, it would cover specific events as well as issues, including the use of force by police, the response by the government, political neutrality of civil servants, and sources of funding for and management of participants in the unrest. It also explains why such an inquiry is needed. Though many leading figures agree with the idea of a COI, the administration seems set against it, preferring the existing IPCC mechanism and a review committee that would look at the causes of unrest but without statutory powers. Well, what's your take? What do you see as the pros and cons? Share them by emailing us, backchat at rthk.hk or calling us on 233-88266 or you can comment on our Facebook page. That's backchat and rthk. Radio 3 and from uh, 9.20 we're going to be looking at controversies over sales in this uh, year's New Year market, the flower market in Victoria Park. Once again if you've got thoughts on that, give us a call 233-88266 Before we get to our first discussion, let's catch up on some uh, emails relating to earlier uh, programmes. Jürgen uh, responding to uh, yesterday's discussion of whether we should have a $10,000 handout in the budget uh, says, in this morning's programme you discussed options for a cash handout. I believe this discussion totally misses the point. Instead, Hong Kong should use its surpluses to invest massively in projects that develop new technology, foster education, employs people and so on. A case in point is what's happening today in Singapore, how they are developing their economy and has some uh, links to stories on that subject. Jürgen says Hong Kong needs to find a new business model to help get the economy in shape again and to improve the outlook for young people. A programme like the US government Manhattan programme or the ARPA programme would be good examples. The Manhattan programme was building the atom bomb? I think so, yes. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> Hong Kong steps onto the world stage in a big way. <laughs> yeah, that would be interesting. Uh, okay, generally speaking, I suggest that Backchat starts looking beyond the local scene and discusses what is happening in the economy economies of Shenzhen, uh, Taipei or Singapore. Otherwise, keep up the good work. That also goes for my good friend Mike Rouse. Uh, Thomas, or I think it's Thomas, says the $10,000 question. In principle, Hong Kong people don't like to live off handouts. But Professor Chan Yan Chong yesterday was quite to the point when he said there's nothing wrong with the government to give money and make people happy. Of course, it reminds one of Roman times, bread and circuses. With governments in the 21st century, it has a bit of a foul taste. Regarding such or similar handouts, RFS is worried about recurrent income. If such handout is given to every Hong Kong permanent resident, it will show that the government is incompetent and clueless to turn money into recurrent income. If the government would provide for well-paid jobs, there would be no need for such sweeteners and there would be less pressure to sell land, which are in fact people's assets. When people's assets are sold to developers, who then in turn punish people through high property prices or rents, it's like adding salt to injury. Twenty years after the handover, it's getting high time that the feudal structure and administration of the Hong Kong government is discontinued. Handouts should go for vouchers to buy Leo Goodstadt's book, A City Mismanaged, Hong Kong's Struggle for Survival. Professor Chan said that handouts will benefit the economy. Yes, but one must ask the question, to what extent? 
Uh, adding salt to the injury of Hong Kong people should not continue in the modus of 50 years unchanged. That comes um, from uh, Thomas. Uh, Andrew, this is Andrew F, says, uh, as for Mr Chan's comment on the economy that suggested that one group dig a hole while the other fills it in, we're already doing that, except it's in the form of ATMs, uh, MTR ticket machines, traffic lights and paving bricks. Uh, Richard says with the subject line I am not alone I see there is growing resentment against RTHK's editorialising the news it appears I am not the only one wondering why us taxpayers are funding a station that continues to put forth opinion pieces masquerading as quote unquote news and Derek says uh, message for Backchat on the Wuhan virus. I'm actually feeling a little reassured now that the Chinese government has admitted that the Wuhan coronavirus has spread to other cities in China. A few days ago, I was thinking, how could it spread to Japan and Thailand and not spread to other Chinese cities? Maybe they have learned something from SARS. That's from Derek. Thank you very much indeed for those comments. Once again, if you want to join in, uh, give us a call, 233-88266. Joining for our, our discussion now, uh, we have uh, Anita Yip, who's uh, a senior counsel and vice chair of the Hong Kong Bar Association, the Bar Association responsible, as I mentioned, for that uh, report, that research paper on Honour Commission of Inquiry. Uh, and also joining us on the line, Chris Young, political analyst and chief writer of Citizen News. And Michael Tin will be with us uh, after the news at nine o'clock. Uh, Anita Yip, good morning to you. Good morning. Thank you very much indeed for, for joining us uh, today. Uh, Rachel, did you want to... Yeah, I, I mean, it's a very interesting proposal you're putting forward for a commission of inquiry, but I just can't help wondering why now? I mean, this is something that's actually been going on for um, a long time, since last June. There have been many, many proposals for a commission of inquiry. We know the public support it. But we equally know that the government is adamant that they're not going to do it. So I'm just wondering, what's the Bar Association's sort of strategic thinking here? Um, as you can tell, this is a paper spanning um, over 60 pages. Um, we've actually spent... Uh, lots of anecdotes. <laughs> <laughs> we've actually um, spent um, quite a few months on this um, paper. Um, why? Um, well, um, we're all aware that there is actually... Um, uh, major support from all sections, all sectors of the public um, in support of the establishment of um, a COI, a Commission of Inquiry. Um, and the um, uh, discussion has actually been going on in the um, society. Uh, can, can the, I, sorry, would you like to take your headphones off? You, perhaps you could just put them on when, when, our, when our guest comes on the line. Oh, I see. You yeah. seem a little uncomfortable with them. Yeah, it's a bit... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a bit Do you want to just me? put them aside yeah. Yeah, and yeah, carry yeah. on? Yeah. Um, as you can see, um, there is ongoing discussion in the community. Um, the, um, uh, we, we thought of um, compiling this paper because we thought that um, uh, it is now the time to compile a very comprehensive report um, to uh, rebut some of the allegations against or in opposition to the establishment of a COI. And uh, we believe that uh, previously, although there was much talk, there has not been um, uh, some constructive suggestion on the composition um, of this COI. And um, therefore, we suggest that we thought it was a good idea to put forward some solid proposal on 
how to establish, including the components of the um, COI. As you can see from the last section of our paper, um, we actually have made very solid proposal. Um, hopefully that this would um, excite further discussion in the public and progress the um, uh, discussion in the society. Hopefully um, the government will receive our report and study it, give it some really serious thought. Um, uh, in a way, it is providing food for thoughts. Mm. Well, we talk about the government, the government all the time. But I wonder how the protesters will read this, because you've obviously tried to be reasonably neutral. But the five demands are, are one might argue, prejudging. I mean, they ask for a commission of inquiry into police brutality, which sounds as if they have actually made up their minds already. But that's not, not something that you address in this paper, is it? Uh, no. Um, I think um, you can see that we um, our suggestion focuses not just on police brutality, um, which is something that um, I believe um, can be seen through the um, video footages. and. Um, but but uh, isn't that prejudging too? I mean, if we just take clips of video footage and say, oh, we can see the police are brutal. Why is that? Because this is an investigation. We are inquiring into this particular issue, whether mm. or not there is excessive use of police force. Mm. At the same time, we are suggesting that there should be an inquiry uh, into um, excessive use of force by the protesters, by some of the civilians, as you can see that uh, we, we suggest that there should be an inquiry into both. And that's the reason why I think it ought to be clarified. Um, do not just place the focus on inquiry into excessive use of force by the police, because um, as you can see from our paper, we say that equally there should be an opportunity for the protesters to come forward, if a COI is established, to explain their position, um, to um, investigate and to inquire into whether or not they have also used excessive force, leading to the social unrest. Hmm. I mean, there certainly have been uh, quite a few examples of that are well known publicly, aren't there? The uh, terrible sort of setting fire to somebody who opposed the protesters, a policeman who is very lucky, his carotid, carotid artery almost uh, you know, clo close by nearly severed a Stanley knife in, into his throat, this sort of thing. Mm -hmm. and, and so there's plenty to put on the table if the protesters and their supporters are willing to, to do that. Mm. Yeah, that's the purpose of the establishment of the um, um, COI, of the inquiry, because we are not prejudging anything. We are not, we have not arrived at the conclusion, because by definition, this is um, an inquiry process. This is a judicial process aiming at fact findings. Um, we want to know whether or not there is evidence to support the conclusion that there is pro police brutality. So it is not like um, jumping to the conclusion. The chief executive has said there is no there has been no police brutality. Mm. Mm. Yeah, this isn't yeah. it. Isn't it exactly the reason why that there should be an inquiry? Um, the first point to be made is really this: that um, before an inquiry, how can the chief executive conclusively says that there is no police brutality? And number two, if she is very confident that there is no police brutality, why is it not? a good reason to establish a commission of inquiry to confirm this and to clear the name of those who have not used excessive force. Mm. It just seems to me that 
why are we doing this now? Because it seems as if it's certain that the CE will say again, as Hugh says, there's no police brutality and rehearse all these arguments against the COI. The protesters will say uh, there is police brutality and we only want a COI on our terms. So, so where are you going to go with this proposal? Well, um, uh, uh, I trust it should be agreed that this movement or the social unrest um, which has occurred um, in the past seven months is of such massive scale, of such pivotal importance um, that it is absolutely unprecedented in Hong Kong. We've never seen something like this. And uh, the fact that it is ongoing and the fact that um, the CA is still adamantly refusing the establishment of the COI um, in the view of the Bar Association, is not the reason to not to persist in the establishment of the um, Commission of Inquiry. As our paper suggests, we've conducted uh, a very extensive survey. Um, it appears that 86% of the community agree and support the establishment of the COI. And a foreign experience does suggest that the establishment of a COI to inquire into something major, which is of concern to uh, almost every member of the society, not to mention that 86% of the community in Hong Kong support the establishment of this commission of inquiry. Um, it's of vital importance for closure, for moving forward. Um, and that's the reason why, despite the... But it's not going to happen, is it? I mean, yeah. the, not, not only has the chief executive said there's been no police brutality, but correct me if I'm wrong, the police... Uh, themselves at their press conference have uh, have responded to every complaint over these seven months uh, by saying there was no wrongdoing by the police, there was mm -hmm. no missteps, there was no misactions at all. They're fairly adamant about that. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Um, they, they've said, no, everything we've done has been correct. Again, I mean, isn't it um, rather one-sided? Um, yeah, they have held the press conferences. And if you can see, actually, I think this is one of the issues which uh, we suggest um, ought to be uh, looked into, and um, that is the uh, uh, response of the police, whether the response is appropriate. Um, the establishment of, an, of a commission of inquiry is exactly to see whether the um, response of the police is a valid is a valid response whether there is any base uh, for whether there is any basis um, for the police um, uh, 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 asserting that there is absolutely no brutality. You see, the government will say, "Well, there are there are various levels dealing with aspects of the of the unrest. You've got the IPCC, which is looking at individual complaints, mm -hmm. and which is also uh, with this extraordinary committee looking at uh, looking at a wider scale over events over a period. Mm -hmm. uh, the, the the group that had the um, uh, overseas advisors as well, uh, and then you've got individual court cases mm -hmm. uh, to deal with particular incidents, uh, and then you've got and then you've got looking at things on a wider scale." You've got an independent review committee, which is a sort of academics and so on, uh, who will be sort of thinking about the causes uh, and so on. So you've got you've got all the different levels, they would say, of the uh, of the troubles already covered. Why have a commission of inquiry in ah, addition? Uh, 
to begin with, the IPCC and the CAPO, um, I believe um, uh, uh, we uh, uh, we take the view that they do not have the investigative power. Um, if you are aware, there was a recent decision, I think it was handed down by um, Mr. Justice Young of the um, CFI um, in December, I think it's um, 20th of December, um, uh, granting leave to judicial review whether the IPCC does have the power to investigate into matters. Um, so we take the view, as our paper um, suggests, um, that the IPCC uh, is ultra-virus if they conduct any um, fact-finding, if they um, because they don't have any fact-finding power. Um, that's the first thing. Um, so we don't think that the IPCC is something which is adequate, is a mechanism which is adequate to deal with the um, uh, massive problem that is facing Hong Kong now. Um, and then the review committee, obviously, it does not have the sanction of an ordinance like the establishment of a COI, which is governed by the COI ordinance. Um, another thing which I believe... Um, ought to be noted um, is really this, that um, we have conducted survey. There have been 16 um, COI to inquire into various matters. And one is still ongoing, and everybody knows this is the um, Shatin Central Rail um, Inquiry. It is still ongoing. Um, in other words, this is something which is existent, which um, has been widely recognised as a as an effective mechanism to handle um, uh, 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 matters um, of public importance, um, it has um, uh, it is governed by uh, it is governed by an ordinance, and the composition is usually headed by someone who commands the respect and trust of the public, namely by a high court judge, whether incumbent, sitting or retired, and our paper suggests um, there should be a non-permanent judge of the um, CFA. And we believe that um, taking all the matters into circumstances um, and all the so-called levels of inquiries, um, including, I think recently, only yesterday, there was a suggestion that there might be, um, uh, uh, I think by one of the legislators, um, Ms. Priscilla Leung, there might be the establishment of the um, PMP, the Power and Privilege Inquiry, in the LegCo. Now, um, uh, 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 Which would have the, statutory powers. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Well, but we... If you have that, do you need a COI as well? No, um, I, I'm not certain about this because, um, one, I mean, this is just an idea which is so new. I mean, it's just thrown out um, like yesterday. And secondly, um, we doubt um, whether or not there is public support as the COI, because as you can tell, um, the COI has been discussed, has been ongoing in the society in the past, since about um, our first paper was issued on the 13th of June, so uh, or the 12th of June. So it's oh, been, so you have issued papers on this before? No, suggesting, no, suggesting the establishment of, of a COI okay. since about June. So it's received wide uh, uh, support from almost all sections of the public. Okay, I think that, that, that's that's true, and surveys suggest that there is a wide sort of spread public support, and you do get your know, people, including um, Priscilla Lang and others, who will talk sympathetically about the idea of a commission of inquiry. Uh, Chris Young is also with us, as I say, political analyst. Good morning to you. Uh, good morning, 
here. Thanks very much indeed for for joining Morning. us, Chris. Can, can I ask you um, just you know on the uh, the IPCC report? Um, of course, that uh, that has been now put on hold. Uh, it seems uh, because of that uh, judicial review, uh, and if there's a, if it goes to the court of final appeal and so on, I don't know how long that 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 would take. So there's basically is an almost an indefinite delay in the in the announcement in the uh, unveiling of that uh, report, and of course that comes after. Uh, in the press, purported leaks uh, uh, stating that the uh, suggesting that that, that report uh, was going to put some blame on police for incompetence, um, uh, and also was going to suggest to the the uh, that the commission of inquiry be set up. On all the, or there were reports that Anthony Neo was going to consider whether to include that recommendation uh, in the final report, and all that's kind of been put on hold. Um, how do you read that situation? Do you think that they put it on hold because they were embarrassed, or do you think it's uh, there are other explanations? Well, uh, I think the explanation uh, uh, citing the, the JR case, I think, is just an excuse. I, I don't think any anyone believes in. I think that that, that the, the explanation. Uh, I, I think it's just yet another evidence um, of the lack of um, credibility. I think of. Um, the idea of um, IPCC, I think, looking into looking into the the case. I think there are just so far a, a mountain of evidence. I mean, the foreign experts uh, pull out a uh, withdraw from the uh, from the uh, from the investigation and all the, all these things. Um, and 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 then the opinion polls um, um, and, and the fact that uh, people start uh, still coming out. I think to. Uh, stage rallies and protests, despite the increasing, say, um, use of force uh, and hardened approach by uh, the police, the police officers, the riot police, uh, in say dispersing, uh, in dispersing the crowd, in making arrests, people just, I think, the show of resilience and persistence uh, by people, I think, uh, it's, uh, it's, it's the clear answer, I think, to the government's. Uh, stance on the um, commission of in, in, in inquiry. I think people just think this the, the right thing to do. So after six, seven months, uh, people are still say uh, uh, asking um, uh, asking for that. Uh, and and then um, the, um, the 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 idea of IPCC looking into it has almost I think uh, fallen apart. I mean the. Uh, the um, the effectiveness, the credibility, and um, I think no, no, no longer holds the water. Uh, and, 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 and apparently, I think one of the considerations in apparently is yes. I think as I said earlier in the in the, in the report, there might uh, there might be some things the government doesn't want to see. And second, I think a second, I think um, they they want to clear the way for. Uh, Lamb's idea of a review uh, committee, which is said to be uh, unwell and announced uh, maybe within a month or, 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 or so. Uh, but again, I think uh, nobody thinks that review body will uh, will serve any purpose. Um, uh, I think people, protesters, uh, uh, the general public um, demand is quite clear: a commission or an independent um, in, in inquiry. So uh, it's a it's a pity and, and frustrating that uh, after all these months and um, by say, a long list of uh, people and uh, professional academics, general public for um, an independent in inquiry, um, 
to Carrie Lam, uh, the idea is just uh, maybe in her words uh, has been laid to rest. Uh, she doesn't. Uh, even though uh, the idea is still uh, quite alive, I mean, in, uh, in, in, in the society. And um, this is, I think, just uh, unbelievable. I think in any um, uh, uh, government, uh, uh, even, um, well, uh, I, I would say the government still... I, want, that it, I wonder, Chris, if I, could, if I could just ask Ms. Yip, who, of course, is a very senior lawyer, what do you think about the IPCC decision not to proceed pending the judicial review? Do you think that's a, a reasonable decision or, on legal basis, or do you think it's a bit of a, a, show, a bit of showmanship only? Mm, I'm. Uh, I think um, they may have some. Um, uh, uh, basis um, to say that they are not going to um, issue the report um, pending the um, court's decision. Um, I won't say that it is entirely devoid of legal basis. Um, uh, well, but um, since it has conducted the investigation or the uh, 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 report is ready, um, it does arouse some concern in the public as to why they would hold the report um, at this stage. Um, I think it behoves um, uh, the IPCC or this um, inquiry um, or, or the IPCC to explain to the public um, the, main re the main reason why um, and uh, to, to to say more about this um, and uh, to allay public concern because I think people expect that the report um, ought to be uh, ought to be released um, but there is uh, I, I believe this is one more reason that the COI um, ought to be established um, it is quite clear um, because of this judici judicial review process which is ongoing um, that the IPCC report um, is not going to be released um, uh, I don't know what sort of um, further explanation that they are going to offer, but um, uh, uh, I, I think this all further supports, reinforces the point that the um, COI ought to be established. Okay, sorry, briefly, just, what, just a comment from a, a listener, Jeremy, who says, why is the Bar Association, which represents barristers and promotes their professional interests, involving itself in politics? Surely it should remain neutral and refrain from commenting on whether the COI should be conducted or not. Well, this is a legal. This is a legal issue. Don't forget, not to be forgotten, um, that um, the whole incident arises out of the Fugitives Amendment Ordinance. Um, this is a uh, legal matter, and um, uh, I think it concerns um, everyone in the community. Um, we are not being political because this arises out of the um, uh, something which is legal in context. Um, and the establishment of a COI has all the legal backing, has all the legal support. Um, and um, it has happened in Hong Kong. There were 16 incidents. And so I don't think this is something which is, um, which is political. Um, it may have, for one thing which is entirely of one characteristic, is quite out of the question. Um, there may be legal implications. There may be political implications as well. But that is not a factor for the Bar Association not to comment on the topic. Okay. Well, uh, thank you very much. Uh, Chris Young for joining us, a political analyst, chief writer of Citizens News. We're going to break for the news now at 9 o'clock. Uh, Michael Tin, we hope, a roundtable legislator joining us uh, after that. Uh, please uh, join in too by calling us on 233-88266 or drop us a line via uh, email. The weather mainly cloudy today with a couple of light rain patches at first. Coastal mist this morning and at night temperatures up to 22 degrees. And the reading's now 19 Celsius. Relative humidity is at 87%.
across the country after more than three months of anger, and we will work towards addressing their demands. You're listening to the news on RTHK. Welcome back. Back chat this Wednesday morning with Rachel Cartland and me, Hugh Tewitt, and we're looking into the idea of a commission of inquiry uh, inspired in particular by a uh, proposal from the Bar Association, the Hong Kong Bar Association. That's available uh, on their website with a letter to the uh, CE. Um, yeah, we mentioned it's, it's 50 pages. It's not actually 50 pages. It's not quite as frightening as that. If you <laughs> read it, there's only about 12 pages, I think. Or uh, something 20, I think. 20, is it 20? There are annexes. Yes. <laughs> Let me just say it's readable. Uh, yes. it, it's fairly digestible. And, yep. it, and, and uh, to Clear. be honest, it does answer many of the sort of questions which come up, I think. Yes, in, when you... and, and very reference too, so they don't make unsubstantiated statements. Yeah, so yep. it, it is useful because it's uh, got a... Good, good bit of bedside reading. For... <laughs> <laughs> it's but... got the history and, uh, and so on. Uh, so that's the focus of our, of our discussion uh, today. We have with us Anita Yip, uh, Senior Counsel, who's Vice Chair of the Hong Kong Bar Association. We're also joined now by Michael Tin, who's a, a legislator with uh, Roundtable. Later we're going to be talking about uh, controversies over sales in the uh, Victoria Park flower market. Uh, some thoughts from listeners first. Tom uh, on Facebook says, in the highly politicised environment in Hong Kong and with the Western media supporting the process, it would seem very difficult to find truly neutral parties. The ICAC has managed to largely avoid taking sides. I'm curious if they've had any role investigating the actions of the the police or the money flows of the protest movement. On their homepage, they mentioned they're investigating 492 complaints in connection to the recent district council elections. That comes uh, from Tom. Uh, it's interesting to actually to bring up the ICAC because, mm. of course, they have history uh, with the police. Um, okay, some uh, thoughts uh, in uh, emails. Uh, Let's see. Jeff says there is no guarantee that the court of inquiry would be honoured by the protesters because mm. from history, the protesters attack anyone who doesn't agree with them. Uh, David says, oh, sorry, this is uh, Joe, says Rachel asked the question, why now? Yes, yes. Why now? What the hell is the government doing? Why uh, have we got nobody intelligent to ask sensible questions and take actions? Roll some heads and start again. This delay is unacceptable. We know excessive force was used. Let the public sue the police. The police are not above the law, and nor should the government be. And Carrie has already proved she is very, very naive or a big liar, and we make our own decisions here. And uh, Drake uh, says uh, a couple of messages. First of all, new blood pool for the Commission of Inquiry. And he has a picture from the Apple Daily uh, that says it is a picture of a 15-year-old boy who passed by yesterday's anti-Yunlong rally for dinner, got pepper sprayed and smashed up by a bunch of rabid officers. And he attaches a, a picture, I think, from, from Apple Daily. Uh, Drake also says, Rachel, I would admit, yes, I am prejudging the police because there would be no case of police brutality to be heard at the court. There would be no police investigation. There would be no prosecution. COI is the only chance. The CE can prejudge that there's no police brutality over the past seven months. Why can't I? That comes from Drake. <laughs> well, I think that no, I'm sure Anita will agree with me here that nobody should prejudge because it will really undermine our legal system if we don't give opportunities for all sides to be heard. I think in, in summary, um, what we can see is, um, uh, uh, as we have um, said just now, um, the unrest is unprecedented in Hong Kong. Something ought to be done. Why now? And I may rhetorically ask, why not now? Um, the Commission of Inquiry is something which is the only common ground 
between all camps or amongst all camps, um, rather than, <laughs> to use the expression, kicking things into the long grass, why don't we simply face it, face the music, um, conduct an in-depth, extensive and uh, inquiry into the matter, resolve, resolve the issue, find out the truth, um, make suggestions, make recommendations, implement them and move forward. Um, otherwise, I mean, how can there be closure? Yeah, it's just that things seem to be so politicised now that one can't help wondering that even with the best commission of inquiry in the world, uh, both sides may not accept the bits that they don't like in the conclusions. Well, similar things occur in the courtrooms, but mm. um, we this is um, a way that people. I mean, look at the um, look at the poll. I think the. I, I have to keep harping upon the point mm. that there is common ground because the poll suggests that 86% of the people agree that the COI is something that may help the society move forward. Um, you can't have the cake and eat it if the in inquiry um, uh, 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 finds out the truth and suggests, for example, that there is no excessive use of force by the police and there is only excessive use of force um, by the protesters, by the civilians, and so be it. I think we'll have to accept it. Um, it is a judicial process mm -hmm. um, and it is something which commands the respect of the people. So. Um, the, the reason why I believe people agree is because it is respectable. Um, it, is a, it is a decision or something which they can swallow. I mean, we've already seen from both sides some attacks on the impartiality of judges, which I'm sure must uh, worry the Bar Association considerably. Uh, well, we have issued um, statements to this extent, um, but that is not the reason uh, not to set up the Commission of Inquiry. Mm. Okay, Michael Tin is yeah. with us. Uh, Mr Tin, good morning to you. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, <laughs> why is the government so set against the Commission of Inquiry and what's the view in the pro-establishment camp or, or the different views? So I guess usually when the government denies something, that's probably close to truth. <laughs> I think Carolyn denied that the police uh, opposes this idea. Uh, I know in general, obviously, policemen feel that if there's a COI, it would be really targeted towards them. But I also heard that quite a number of police, after such a long struggle and so many months and God knows how many future months of this hiring task continuing, and it's not getting them any friends, uh, in terms of the kids in school and all that, that a lot of people are now thinking maybe it's not a bad idea, but their insistence is that, you know, the protesters also have to be investigated, the allegation about uh, foreign funding. Mm -hmm. And I have, you know my position, right? I've been pushing for COI since June 10th, mm -hmm. June 10th last year, the one day after June 9th. And the three incidents, so... So the new insight from the uh, Bar Association is to say, uh, let's restrict the scope. And I am in absolutely total agreement because those people who oppose the COI say, where do you stop? Mm -hmm. Right? Where do you stop? You look at political issues. You look at what? Uh, uh, China issues. Uh, how, how far do you go? You look at education, you look at what's in the schools, right? 
So the whole point is there are three incidents, okay, involving three very distinct issues that's bothering 90% of Hong Kong. One, June 9th, uh, when that crew was around it, did police use excessive Tw- force? 12th, actually, sorry. Uh, it was the 12th, uh, so, it was yes, the yes, Litco, yes, yeah. Right. Actually, then I started pushing for Zero on June 13th. Okay, okay. I remember. Yeah, ninth was the peaceful million yeah, person yeah. march. I or... remember coming and saying we need a COI one day after the uh, the first uh, incident of violence uh, erupted the mm. Bangladesh. So the first incident is June 13, uh, uh, June, uh, June 12, whether the police have used the excessive uh, force. Then the next thing is July 21st in June Long. What really happened? Why weren't the police there? Who are these people? Mm. Were they under any orders or did they just come out on their own because they couldn't stand it anymore? And then, of course, we have August 31st in the Prince Edward Station, the missing one and a half hour of tape. What exactly happened in those one and a half hours? Did anybody die? Is it really as many as nine people that disappeared into thin air? Uh, with nobody reporting missing people, uh, you know, what's going on? So, uh, so time now we... Time again, when I'm in the district, people are most concerned about these three incidents. So the Bar Association report now says, okay, let's meet halfway. Let's restrict the scope. Let's just look at these three incidents, and we can learn so much from these three incidents. And honestly, I'm in total agreement. Mm. So we've now got usable proposals, but the initiative to set up a C of I has to come from the government, doesn't it? This is this is the real nub of the problem. What would make a breakthrough there if the CP said to said to carry, "I don't mind any more. You know, we can we can have this COI." You know, Rachel, I've been looking for that day to come for a long, long time. The person or the stakeholder holding the key to unlock all this, I really believe must come from the police. Mm. And honestly, if police put their fear aside and really seriously consider this, there's a good chance that a lot of allegations uh, from the protester side about excessive use of force could be rectified by the judge and say, no, you compare it to other parts of the world, even mm. though the law did not specify what is excessive use, we are at that level, mm. right? The point is, excessive is a matter of relativity. You compare to what kind of standard, under what condition, right? Many countries have uh, uh, allowed people to carry guns. Hong Kong uh, does not. So. Excessive use of force by police in, in one country is different from Hong Kong, right? Mm. So these are things that we should really look into. And I think the most important thing is a lot of academic and a lot of politically neutral people come from and said many, many sensible and righteous things, but they don't have the public mandate. Mm. They judge, on the other hand, uh, and I believe that the court is probably the only bastion left in Hong Kong where people still uh, uh, have some sort of extreme confidence that they are impartial. We really need a judge to share that and a judge in high esteem, not to give people the uh, feeling of color, 
or whether it's blue, uh, is it sympathetic to whatever. So the choice of the chair is of utmost importance. Okay. Now, uh, you, you have heard that the rumor that government asked Andrew Lee to try to chair mm-hmm. the, uh, 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 what is it? The review committee. Yeah, yeah the review. Yeah. <laughs> the review committee. And, and uh, at least the open statement I heard uh, Andrew making was that, no, I'm not, because it's not going to resolve any issue because it has no power to summon people and not to investigate or subpoena the documents. And he had openly said that the COI is the only thing that could set matters straight. And actually, a review committee could make matters worse. <laughs> could further divide the society. All right. Okay. Uh, okay. We've got a couple of callers on the line now. Uh, and number 233-88266. TC, maybe first. TC, good morning to you. Hello. Uh, good morning, everyone. <clears throat> good morning. Morning. Uh, morning. I, I think... Uh, I don't. I don't think I'm revealing any new information here. But uh, I think the the government is the one who doesn't want the investigation of the non-police matters. Uh, I, I'm. I think the reason is quite obvious. They want. They or the police were given a carte blanche to to stop the violence, so to speak, and uh, they don't care how you do it, and. If you start investigating police conduct, uh, it would have a chilling effect, and this would affect uh, the effectiveness of it. Mm. But but do we think and it's proving effective? Is it is it actually working? I mean, we're we're hearing suggestions that, for example, if Article Twenty Three legislation was put forward, there would be even larger-scale protests again. Well, we're not really yeah, so seeing the protests dying I, away. I agree with you, but I don't, uh, that, that's the uh, government's logic, is that, is that you have to find whatever way to stop this. And, and, and Carrie's moment of candor, she says that uh, the police is all she had to stop this. And, and let's remind ourselves of what happened in, uh, back in the day when uh, there was a police mutiny over the ICAC. There was the British Army backing, backing up the security of Hong Kong. Are we, are we going to trust the PLA now if uh, there's a police mutiny? It's kind of obvious what, 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 uh, what the answer is. Mm. I mean, people talk about the, sort of the step in between the people's armed police coming in, don't they? Anyway, I mean, we're really thinking about very dramatic options here. Okay. TC, thank oh, you. Yes, yes. Oh, yeah, sorry, TC, thank you very much indeed for your call. You, are you the TC who comments on, on Facebook as well? Yes. Okay, great. Thank you very much indeed. Thanks, thanks very much for taking Hi. the time, time, time to call. And uh, Mike. This is, yeah, this is Mike Otina, guy. May yeah. have to run. Can I just. Uh, a quick uh, comment. Yeah. Uh, there have been uh, uh, rumors that uh, somebody is thinking about anything, uh, something similar to pushing for ROI, uh, the, the Article 23. Mm. Okay. And I think, you know, eventually it's a constitutional uh, duty that we have to do it. Mm. And we need a COI to really look into whether there's any justification of uh, or, or evidence of foreign intervention mm. because you realize that some of the key points of the article 23 is actually protecting hong kong from foreign government uh, mm. meddling in hong kong politics all right so eventually when that do come to 
uh, let's go, Article 23, whatever, whatever that time is, people will want to see evidence. Mm. So the COI becomes even more important because this is the biggest conflict we've seen since the handover. And there have been allegations trying all over the place about foreign government funding these protesters. Mm. All right. And that's something that I myself as a legislature member really want to find out before I decide how to you know, proceed with Article 23, right? Mm. I'm so glad that the paper does provide food for thought. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is something which is um, very interesting. It's a very interesting observation that the um, fact-finding... Yeah, go on. ...that the fi- fact-finding um, a, a, a process of the COI would lead to discussion as to matters which impact so significantly in the future of Hong Kong. Okay. I think we've also got Mike, I hope, on the line. Mike, good morning to you. Oh. The last 20 minutes rambling, nobody has defined the term excessive use of force. Uh, isn't that something that wouldn't ideally be covered by a COI? Well, if a police officer says you're under arrest, you're supposed to stand and put your hands behind your back and listen to everything that he has to say and obey everything he has to say. And if you don't, the force that he uses to arrest you is not a, a, a abusive force. But well, no, but it, it may be. Yeah, I think... If you, if you shoot someone a, in the head, that's obviously excessive, isn't it? Well, that's exactly right. Well, so yeah, the, so there is such a thing no, as wait, excessive. Wait, 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 wait. wait. If, if the person pulls out a knife and then you shoot him in the head, <laughs> it is not excessive force. But I think Michael Tina's has made the, the very reasonable point that there are different standards in different countries. And it, is, it is not. It is... It is if a police officer has the right to arrest you and you do not obey him, well, then... No, no, Mike, he doesn't have carte blanche to... No, he doesn't have the, he doesn't have the carte blanche to do completely what he wants. There is... Well, no, 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 wait a second. To do what he wants? Mm. If, he suspects you do, uh, if he suspects you of a crime, it's the judge that you have to go and plea to. You don't plea to the police officer. You obey the police officer. So you don't think there's any case for a commission of inquiry to look into how no, protesters no, were that restrained? Is, that, that's, and... not, that, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is no one on this program this morning has defined um, uh, uh, excessive use of force. And I think until we start deciding what we want in our society is, is uh, what abusive force is, then we're going to have this controversy. I've got a staff that shows me a picture of a police officer arresting somebody. And I said, and, and, and they had to tackle him to the ground. They talked to the person for three minutes, and he refused to obey. And then he tackled him to the ground, and he, and he uh, arrested them. It didn't need to happen. But the individual said, look at the, look at the force, look at the abuse. And I said, it's, that's not abuse. Yeah, but that's, isn't that what we're saying today, that really the evidence needs does need to be looked at impartially? Because, you know, from both sides, what we're currently seeing is that people look at the same video clip and draw completely different conclusions. It's because it hasn't been defined. But wouldn't, so def- wouldn't that so be the, the value of a commission of inquiry? Well, that should be that should be our lawmakers have been pontificating for the last 20 minutes 
and nobody even brings this up. Wouldn't it be the lawmakers' uh, uh, the duty and job in Hong Kong to decide and to, to define what is um, excessive? I guess we could ask Michael Tina about... He's gone. Oh, OK. Well, <laughs> they've, they've, they've that would gone. have been, so you get have the been last a nice word. question to put to him. OK, Mike, Mike, as ever, thank you very much indeed for your, for your, for your call. Uh, 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 Drake says, uh, read this to call him Mike. He lives on the moon. And uh, he refers to an email that was sent by uh, Drake on, on Monday uh, about uh, a particular incident. Uh, you'd have to go back and, and listen to that, uh, to be honest. Uh, Jay says, uh, let's face it, once you get past the little man, the policeman, and start moving on to the politicians and the government, this is going to open lots of bags of worms. And, of course, people are going to get found out. They don't want to do this. Uh, what do you do? Crush your committee. Does this government really think we are that stupid? Uh, <clears throat> Bowen says the IPCC's inquiry is obviously inadequate since it covers only work related to the police and doesn't have uh, enough statutory power to do that job properly. By now, pretty much everybody can see the necessity of appointing an independent commission of inquiry, i.e. so that we will know the truth. And as even pro-establishment academic Holok Sang says, the lack of certainty about what actually happened gives rise to rumours, which in turn creates so much ill will in society that reconciliation is impossible. And as Mrs Yip said, uh, Justice Keith Young's ruling on the 20th December last year in the Judicial Review case further emphasises the need for holding a proper COI. One suspects that ultimately all the reservations about holding a COI are not as important as the mindset of the authorities, i.e. whether their priority is that of reconciliation and a functioning society or to weaken the pro-democracy movement and retain their absolute monopoly of power. It comes... Uh, uh, from Bowen. Thank you very much indeed uh, for those thoughts and thank you to uh, Niti Yip from the Bar Association and uh, Michael Chen, legislator that we were speaking to earlier. Finally, today I uh, wanted to turn to uh, what's been going on <clears throat> in Victoria Park and controversy over a stall in the uh, Lunar New Year, the uh, uh, flower fair. Uh, the authorities have uh, demolished one of the stalls, or taken apart one of the stalls, uh, on Tuesday uh, after it refused to uh, remove political displays uh, mocking uh, the chief executive and uh, Xi Jinping. Uh, the stall run by the uh, League of Social Democrats and uh, Avery Ng, the chairman of the uh, League, joins us on the line now. Mr Ng, good morning to you. Um, thanks for, for, for joining us once again. Uh, uh, you know, the idea was that this would, they'd try and avoid politics uh, in this fair, and so people had to agree, uh, you know, not to sell um, the usual kind of, you know, um, political political items, stick to flowers for, the, for a flower show. But you don't seem to have been doing that. So um, isn't this what you would, might expect? Well, that, uh, for, for that, uh, the, 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 the purpose or the, uh, that you mentioned that uh, that they try to avoid any political um, message or business uh, that is just the wish of the government and that is why they do not uh, allow any dry goods or you know any toy uh, uh, stores uh, to be um, to, to to be operated uh, in in the market this year um, so but then we we still insist that it is our our, our right uh, to, you know, to 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 display you know, whether it's political display or other messages uh, in in the New Year's New Year's Fest, and it has been done for for more than a decade without any issues. Um, and so this year we still insist on uh, uh, setting up a booth, uh, e even though we are now selling flowers. 
Now, what what makes the whole matter so absurd is that um, the the health uh, the health and uh, food and health department uh, decided to close down a booth uh, with with just a simple notice in saying that you know, our display has nothing to do with with uh, selling flowers without giving us a chance to explain or to even mitigate. Uh, and they simply just uh, strike it down and, and, and close our shop. And it is a blatant abuse of power. And uh, it is just un- unacceptable. I, I understand you'll be seeing them in court, or that's your that's your aspiration, that you, you will be entering a civil suit over this. Is that correct? Well, we, we, were, we were seeking legal advice to formulate our next step. But what makes it so ridiculous is that yesterday, uh, the you know the officials from the department uh, you know, made an appointment uh, with, with us at, at eleven o'clock in the morning in in their office. No, even before the appointment, they uh, apparently they've already closed down our booth uh, early uh, yesterday morning. And when when we turn up, they basically reiterate the same issue that by having our store in displaying you know, police violence and uh, the anti-extradition bill histories. And, and allowing people to sign up a signed uh, petition to, um, to against police pay rise, uh, it lessened in, in their words, uh, due to uh, the principle of public interest, it lessened the enjoyment of people who attend the flower market. Uh, so, 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 uh, whilst we were seeking legal, uh, legal advice, they've already closed down the shop. So we are reserving our rights to, to pursue that. You, you were warned on Sunday, though, were you? Yeah, I was warned with, uh, in the middle of the night uh, after we closed our shops. and they gave On Sunday issue. night? On, uh, on, on Sunday night. When, uh, when you say in the middle of the night, what happened? Were you sent an email yeah. or, or...? No, no, no. They, they uh, basically we closed our shop already on a Sunday mm-hmm. night. Uh, and then they stick a warning letter at 11 o'clock in the, in the evening. And they, they gave, gave me a call. Mm-hmm. But then in saying that, well, you have to mitigate the, the whole issues within two hours mm-hmm. so before 1, 1 a.m. Mm. And you know, we said it's just impossible. So they gave us, well, you can just do it in the morning. So in the morning, I turned up and tried to get in touch with any officials or any staff from the department. Mm. They, they never showed up for two hours. And once myself and the reporters are gone for like half an hour, <laughs> they showed up again and just stuck in another notice in saying that uh, before three uh, PM you know, on Monday. Uh, if we do not mitigate, they're going to end the contract. So we showed up again, like, you know, uh, but so at you around, were, at around you, one o'clock. You were so, you were never really interested in mitigating as requested, were you? No, but the the, the problem is uh, in the say that uh, we we can ex- we we can explain or or, or 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 mitigate. So the the thing is, I. They, they did not even specify what what was the issue. They were just saying that the display has nothing to do with selling flowers without specifying which display or or how it's not related. So at least I uh, I didn't even get a chance to explain or to to negotiate or to compromise, and they just shut it down. And I mean, you know, the, basically, the details are sort of irrelevant now. But the fact of the matter is, they they. Pretty sneaky in avoiding us, 
And what what they said was uh, yesterday during the meeting, uh, they have uh, before terminating our contract, they have already seek legal advice from the DOJ, and it is a collective uh, decisions. Uh, and now based on what they did not say. Okay. And and again, like you said, it is a way for like, the government just to to silence any opposition voices. Yeah. Thanks for joining us. Jay in an email says, basically it's government interfering again, killing off more business, dry goods, cuddly toys, whatever. This government does not want Hong Kong to prosper. Um, and uh, on our earlier discussion, Peter says, if there, ever, if there is ever a COI, it has to be rather broad. What about the conduct of our politicians, legislators, affiliated legal groups such as the Bar Association, educators, journalists, the media, political NGOs, uh, religious leaders from the Catholic Church and, of course, the protest organisers? Many of them were either openly condoning the violence or inciting protesters to break the law or giving material assistance and support. The pan-democrats and some legal groups basically act as the political wing for the militant protesters. Uh, many media provide very biased pro-protest reporting, downplaying protesters' violence, attacks on innocent people, but empathising emphasizing uh, police violence. Apple Daily and others have been found several times to manipulate stories and video footage only showing violence against protesters but leaving out provocations and prior attacks by the protesters. Churches provided pit stops for the rioters along the protest route to rest, replenish stocks, to have food and drinks and to conduct prayers before they continue with their journey. If there ever is a commission of inquiry, it has to include those groups, their conduct, actions and their financing as well. Besides, good luck finding someone from any group who is impartial enough so that the results would be universally accepted those thoughts from peter thank you very much indeed for that and uh, many thanks to uh, you rachel for joining us once again and um, many happy new year thank you very much uh, same to you and everyone else thank you very much the weather mainly cloudy a couple of bright rain patches around at first temperatures up to about 22 degrees today and at the uh, new year becoming cool appreciably and more frequent rain on the second day 19 degrees at the moment and a relative humidity now of 87 percent what's on for chinese new year the international chinese new year carnival at west kowloon what can we do there enjoy performances by local and international groups take fun photos savor international delicacies and play exciting games Wow, when should we go? From January the 25th to the 28th. Immerse yourself in the festive spirit at the West Kowloon Cultural District Art Park. Please act in an orderly manner and use public transport. 9.34, the news now with Samantha Butler. The United States has confirmed its first case of the new respiratory virus which emerged in Wuhan. The patient, a U.S. resident who recently travelled to China, is being monitored in hospital in Seattle. So far, there have been six deaths, all in Wuhan, and over 300 confirmed cases. The chief executive, Carrie Lam, has expressed shock and sadness over the deaths of three customs officers in a boat accident near Sha Chau. The government says the customs vessel with five crew on board was conducting a patrol in the waters near the airport at around 9pm last night when the boat capsized. And Republicans and Democrats in the U.S. Senate are arguing over how to proceed with the impeachment trial of Donald Trump as the hearing gets underway. I'll have more news at 10 o'clock.
Stand by for the brew. Uh, sociology prof from the University of Set and Costume Design, great interpreter of Beethoven. And by also shy, quiet, and retiring doggy council co founder of Rockefeller Records. Hello. This is a really for adults, it's not really for kids. Good morning. Yeah, well, it's fun, you know. Hello. Decipher what's happening behind the myth. Good morning. Inter interviews and also observations.